Theodore Roosevelt by Harry Graham, read for LibriVox.org by Heather James. Alert as bird or early worm, yet gifted with those courtly ways which connoisseurs correctly term the Tutskilia de Louis says, he reigns by popular assent the people's peerless president. Behold him, squarely built and small, with hands that would resemble lists, did they not forcibly recall the contour of Fitzsimmons' fists, beneath whose velvet gloves you feel the politician's grip of steel. Accomplished as a king should be, and autocratic as a czar, to him all classes bow the knee in spotless Washington afar, and while his jealous rivals scoff, he wears the smile that won't come off. In him combined we critics find the diplomatic skill of Choate, Elijah Dowie's breadth of mind, and Chauncey's fund of anecdote. He joins the morals of Susanna to Dr. Munyon's bedside manner. The rugged virtues of his race he softens with a Dewey's tact, combining Shafter's easy grace with all Bourke Cochran's love of fact. To Dooley's powers of observation he adds the charms of Carey Nation. In him we see a devotee of what is called the simpler life, to tell the naked truth and be contented with a single wife. Luxurious living he abhors, and takes his pleasures out of doors. And since his sole delight and pride are exercise and open air, his spirit chafes at being tied all day to an official chair. The bellboys in the room beneath can hear him gnash his serried teeth. In summertime he can't resist a country gallop on his cob, so like a thorough altruist he lets another do his job. In winter he will work all day, but when the sun shines he makes hay. And thus, in spite of office ties, he manages to take a lot of healthy outdoor exercise where other presidents have not, as I can prove by drawing your attention to his carte du jour. At six a.m. he shoots a bear. At eight he schools a restive horse. From ten to four he takes the air. He doesn't take it all, of course. And then at five o'clock, maybe, some colored man drops in to tea. At intervals throughout the day, he sprints around the house, or if his residence is Oyster Bay, he races up and down the cliff, while seagulls scream about his legs or hasten home to hide their eggs. A man of deeds, not words, is he, who never stooped to roll a log, agile as fond gazelle or flea, sagacious as an indoor dog. In him we find a spacious mind, uncribbed, uncabined, unconfined. In martial exploits he delights, and has no fear of war's alarms, the hero of a hundred fights since first he was a child in arms. Like battle-horse when bugles bray, he champs his bit and tries to neigh. And if the army of the state is always in such perfect trim, well organized and up-to-date, this grand result is due to him. For while his country reaps the fruit, t'was he alone could reach the root. And spite of jeers that foes have hurled, no problems can his soul perplex. He lectures women of the world upon the duties of their sex, and with unfailing courage thrusts his spoke within the wheels of trusts. No private ends has he to serve, 
no dirty linen needs to wash a man of quite colossal nerve who lives sans peur et sans reproche in modo suaviter may be but then how fortiter in re a lion is his crest you know columbia stooping to caress it with vi et armis writ below nemo impune me lacesit his motto as you've already read semper paritus always teddy end of poem this recording is in the public domain